welcome to the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Welcome to Zig Ziggler's Inspire Podcast. This is your host, Blake Lindsay. Zig mentions in this podcast someone named David. It is a story about a young boy who was born with cerebral palsy and the way he and his family worked so hard for David to reach his goals. As Zig tells David's story, he shows you what is necessary to do to reach your goals. Let's turn it up and listen to Zig together and I'll be back to recap. In building relationships, as you look at this uh, stairway to the top here, and here's the reason I'm showing this. You see, at the top, we look at what you want. At the bottom, we look at the foundation, and then we take the steps in order to get there. See, the elevator to the top's out of order. It always has been. You're going to have to take the stairs, and you're going to have to take them one at a time. Relationships so important. All of these things are important. What's the most important? I do not know. But I can tell you this, it begins with having the right attitude. Right attitude about what? The right attitude about the way you see yourself. The right attitude towards your fellow human being. The right attitude towards your job. The right attitude toward the company you work with. The right attitude toward the community you live in. The right attitude towards the country of which we are a part. All of it becomes important. Relationships in the family, I I talk about love. Let me make a little confession to you. I have three daughters and a son. In an earlier presentation, I talked about what Bill Glass had to say about family love. I got to tell you, folks, there's never been a doubt in my mind that I loved each of my children equally. But I noticed something that was happening in my life. As my son grew into a man, as he got married, went into business for himself, I started noticing something, and I, it happened, and I never would really have noticed it had I not heard what Bill Glass had to say. And that simply is this. I never see one of my girls, I never talk to them on the telephone, that somewhere in the conversation, uh, I don't tell them how much I love them. Now, I love my boy fully as much as I do my girls. But over the years, I'd kind of gotten away from that. You know, us men, sometimes we don't do those things. And I heard Bill Glass talk about an experience with his 285-pound son. I hugged him and said, son, I sure love you. And his son said, thanks, Dad. I needed that. Everybody needs that. You know, the sad thing is so many of us love our families so much But somehow or another, we expect them by osmosis just kind of to figure it out that we really do love them. It needs to be verbalized. A few days after I'd heard Bill Glass, my son and I had a round of golf, which is both our favorite recreational activity. We got back to the house. We were moving the clubs from uh, my car over to his. And I said, son, you know, I got a confession to make to you. I've noticed over a period of time... uh, that I've neglected something which is extraordinarily important. I have just about quit telling you how much I love you. And I want you to know, son, that I do love you. My son says, well, Dad, I know that. But there was just a trace of a tear. And he grabbed me and he hugged me. And ever since then, when we greet each other, It's no longer with a handshake. 
He gives me a hug. Dad, I can't say it strong enough. Mom's going to do it. But Dad, it's so important that you hug your son. I don't care if he's 28 years old or 65 years old. You need to hug that son of yours. I know you're going to hug your girls. But you need to hug your boy and tell him that you love him. That makes all the difference in the world. I believe that one of the prime reasons that David has done so well is because he was given that reassurance over and over and over. One of the reasons, as I mentioned in an early recording, out of 40,000 people in the jails of Florida, only 13 of them are Jews. Because as I said earlier, it goes back to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, where the Jewish father would say, bless you, my son, and I love you, son. And they would give them that big hug. Can't say it too strongly. Now you look at uh, the things we're talking about. David obviously had goals. He had big goals. His dad set them initially. Long-range goals. He was going to be a normal, happy, healthy boy. He had to have daily goals. And in the process of growing up, he had financial goals, academic goals, sales goals, athletic goals. But whatever your goal might be, they're all woven together. But you need a series of goals as we talked about earlier in life. And sometimes when the goal is so long, uh, maybe we lose just a little bit of sight of the final objective unless we have those daily objectives along the way. One of my favorite people in life is Byron Nelson, and I bring this example in because it supports exactly what I'm talking about. Byron in 1944 won eight golf tournaments and $38,000. That was a lot of money on the golf tour in those days. There's a lot of money in life in those days. Now that got him set for 1945. In 1945, he set a record which will never be broken. I just emphatically believe that. Nobody will ever approach the record, he said, in 1945. He won 11 consecutive golf tournaments. He entered 31 tournaments. He won a total of 18 before the year was over. He placed second seven times, 25 out of 31, no worse than second. The worst he ever finished was ninth. Now, what set up 1945 was 1944. What sets up a winner over here, it's what you do before you get there to that critical moment. Winning those tournaments in uh, 1944 kind of set the stage. But let me tell you what was really responsible. He was keeping exact records. He said, you know, I was so consistent in my game. He said, I could uh, hit the fairway just about every shot. I'd hit the green on my second or third shot. I'd sink the putt. I'd get my birdie or get a par. And he said, frankly, it got a little boring. And so what he did was he remembered his long-range goal, and his big goal was to buy a ranch. His financial goal, he wanted to pay cash for it. Now, fortunately, he kept exact records on every round in 1944. He knew exactly how he hit each drive, how he hit each chip, each putt, uh, each iron shot. He knew exactly how he hit every single shot. And he noticed two things. He noticed, first of all, his lack of concentration because it had now gotten boring to him. And he noticed that the shot he was missing the most was the chipping. Now, he never would have known those things if he had not kept those records. So in 1945, he started identifying things. He would say, well, now, if I can chip this in, that'll help me buy another cow. 
If I win this tournament, I can buy another 10 acres of land. And he literally identified each thing and tied them together. And what I'm saying here, the lesson we can get from David and Byron, you see, David had goals of increasing his number of push-ups and sit-ups, the number of uh, distance he ran. And he was willing, uh, as you will see, to work very, very hard at that. For example, for one solid winter, remember here's a guy that had no sense of balance. Uh, for one solid winter, every morning, uh, he said his opportunity clock one hour earlier than any other member of the family said. He'd wake up, he'd get his ice skates on, and he would crawl out to the frozen swimming pool one solid winter just to learn how to stand up. How do you learn how to ride a bicycle? They hired uh, this physical therapist and David would get on the bike and he would run behind him, literally stabilizing it until he could learn to maneuver himself without a sense of balance. He tore up a couple of bicycles before he was able to learn to do it. He injured himself, uh, you know, scratched his knee primarily a number of times. And you know, some kids are awfully cruel on occasion. Kids would run out at him knowing he would have to swerve to miss him and without that sense of balance, down he would go. Those were discouraging times. What would he do? He'd get right back up and he'd go to it. A lot of folks are not going to be nice to us as we go through life. A lot of times they're going to uh, get in our way. You got to want to succeed. This thing called desire is so enormously important. Zig lays out the steps necessary for you to reach your goals and desires. The steps are developing a positive mental attitude, maintaining strong relationships, setting goals, having a strong work ethic, and staying motivated on a daily basis. Are you taking the steps up the stairs to success, or are you just staring up those stairs? Think about it. And until next week, this is Blake Lindsay encouraging you to live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. 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 Inspiring true performance.